Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Welcome back, friends. We are so excited to be with you in 2024. Melissa, can you believe? Yes. And I cannot. It's freaking 2024. Like, <laughs> it's too much. I mean, I just feel like last year was both the fastest and the slowest. I mean, of years. I mean yes. Amen. Once we Amen. hit a burr month, once we hit September, it was yes. like, boom, just warp speed. <laughs> I could not even handle it. It was too much. Too I much. Mean, hey, you're right. The burr months get us every time. I feel like no matter how many years of, uh, let's say, quote unquote, experience or, uh, uh, how seasoned I am. <laughs> I, I or aged. You, aged. Yeah. you just, you forget how fast, like September, October, November. I mean, they just fly on by, but we are so excited to be with you in January. And we have a fabulous episode for you today. It's all about business trends in 2024. So as we're looking ahead into this business 2024, we actually did a little research and we found some really interesting stats that are used to help us as business owners make predictions and kind of guide the course, if you will, that we set for ourselves. Uh, We came across this really great article, actually Melissa did, um, from the U.S. Small Business Administration. And I'm just going to tell you right now, Small Business Business Administration actually has a lot of really great resources. So go to your local SBA and check them out. But it had some really great trend reports for 2024. So we're going to dig through some of those and uh, we'll be sharing how we already are seeing these in our own businesses and the businesses that we coach with. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's funny you said, go to the SBA. They've got some great resources. There ain't nothing sexy about going to a government agency to get some information about your business. You're not going to see that on Instagram. It's not going to be talked about on the Tic Tac. But I will say that there there are a ton of great resources. And when you're starting to look for statistics, because this is the time of year where people start researching trends, not just in social media. When we hear trends, I think audio, trending audio. I feel like... (laughs) Well, I'm like, I heard the bell, ding, ding. Um, but but when you start looking at where are things going to go, we've been researching a ton about the economy. Where's the economy going? We're seeing predictions of interest rates going down. And I just would like to claim that for all of us in the name of Jesus. I mean, yes. Um, and I think that it is just really important to uh, make sure that the sources that you're going to for this kind of research are valid. And I can assure you that even though I'm not sponsored by the government or the SBA, I can tell you they got some good stuff there. So- Wait, real quick, talking about the good stuff there, Melissa, actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this, and I didn't know this until I had a conversation with our local SBA here, is that they have a lot of um, grants for female-owned small businesses. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of government money out there to be had in terms of like scholarships, grants, um, even loans, like interest-free or low-interest loans. So go to your local SBA if that's something that you are interested in, and um, they're just really, really are a great resource. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so our very first trend, we're basically going to dive through three that we have found um, just through some researching online, um, digging through some stuff at the SBA, and um, feel we feel like these are like top three, top three. And so just stick with us for this episode. We'll give you all three and then kind of give you a little bit of feedback on our own personal opinions about how we feel about these three. So the very first one is something that was quite controversial in 2023, <laughs> and that was artificial intelligence. <laughs> um, but the number one number one trend for small business uh, for 2024 is that AI ain't going nowhere. 
Okay. Yep. It's staying here right to here. Stay. That's right. We read a stat that said 91% of businesses that use AI have noticed a significant increase in their success. This means good stuff, like, you know, your workload is a lot more efficient. Um, means bad stuff because if you scroll long enough, you're going to see the same words that you just used in a post and somebody else's. When we were um, creating our show notes and things, I had uh, I had was scrolling online and scrolling through Instagram looking for one particular piece of content that I'd seen. And I saw someone say, leveraging the power of AI. And it made me giggle out loud because I had read four different people's <laughs> posts and they all said, leveraging the power of AI. And I don't know yeah. about you, but I don't use leveraging as like my, I, it, you know what? It's minutia is what it is. I, it is <laughs> pendulum. It is. It's my new word. And leveraging, leveraging. is my new word. That's right. Well, That's right. They had, they had leveraged the power of AI to generate those uh, those articles and those posts. But <laughs> they really did. <laughs> they really did. So, so ways that we've watched it be utilized, we'll kind of dig into like, there's the stat and now let's pull it back to a little closer to home. Ways that we've watched AI be utilized mm-hmm. is culling and editing photos for photographers. Super, super, this is not sponsored by any software, but uh, DM us or ask us some software that we have watched be used by other photographers. I personally haven't used, I will say this Lightroom has some really awesome AI tools in it, and it has really been able to speed up a lot of my stuff. Um, But there's some great software out there that's AI generated for editing and culling um, photos for photographers. Writing copy and content and posts. (laughs) super helpful. Uh, we even know people who have used them for recipes, meal plans, shopping lists. So like personal things that that it can help you with. Even organizing blog posts, generating facts and, and data. Uh, so many things that it can be good for. So many things that it can be good for. So in fact, I have a funny, funny story and I didn't even tell Melissa this. My parents' best friends came um, into town and they were visiting back in November and we were sitting around the table and literally I have known these two people for 40, 46 years because I met them when I was two or they met our family whenever uh, I was two. And so uh, the husband was like, who, again, my parents' best friends. He was like, so tell me about AI, Corey. What do you what do you think about it? Like, we just kind of pushed back from the <laughs> kitchen table. What do you think about he it? He was like, what do you think about this? He owns, actually, he owns a small business. And um, he was like, what? tell me about this stuff. And I was like, well, it could be really helpful. And I go into this long rant about how really great it can be. He was like, yeah, but I want to know the bad parts of it. I was like, well, there you don't are want some to bad know parts. the bad parts, sir. You don't there want to are know. some bad parts. But I said, you know what, really and truly, let's don't talk about the bad stuff. Let's just make sure we're not dabbling in that. But it really can be for good. And I think that's really any, that's how it is with anything in this world. right? You know, anything can be used for good. Anything can be used for bad. But let's focus on how it can actually make our workloads better and more efficient. Right. I love that. And, you know, it's funny because my husband is getting his MBA. And uh, whenever he turns in a paper online, they actually send it through this, like, uh, software that makes sure to check for plagiarism and for artificially yep. created things. Uh, so parents, one of the bad things that we don't talk about, we hear all the scary things like from the FBI and the police and stuff, but just know that some of these children, they smarter than we are. They work smarter, <laughs> not harder. And then we're using, we thought it was bad when Alexa was answering math problems. Oh no, they have AI now. So just be prepared to fight them on that in the homework battle. Um, so anyway, it's just really funny. Okay, moving on, Corey, number two. Yes. So actually this this whole part of, of good and bad, it leads us to this number two point was the human touch is even more important now. That's That's one of the big trends that we found. Soft skills are going to be more valuable than ever before. Emotional intelligence is still very much the now. Like, right. you, you got to be up on this, guys. 
Right. So basically something that Corey says a whole lot is just be a good human. You can't yes. AI that, right? Your interpersonal skills should be a main component in your personal development. Um, I talk about this a lot, like over and over to the point where people who hear me open my mouth are like, please stop saying it. But uh, when you signed up to be an entrepreneur, you signed up to be a business owner, you signed up for perpetual personal development. And if your interpersonal skills aren't something that you work on in that, um, you are severely like making a mistake. Um, so just, you know, listen with, uh, you know, with so many people that are working remote, we just can't figure out how to human anymore. I've seen it in uh, my children or middle, middle and high school. I've seen it with their generations where it took a really long time for them to have friends that they would communicate with, you know, outside of uh, class and they would email, but they didn't want to actually hang out or, uh, you know, and so you see it in, in younger kids. I know Corey dealt with that even with like college students where it was really difficult for them to like remove masks and have conversations face to face. So we, we know that like it is possible for us to be in situations where it feels uncomfortable and it almost feels like we are forgetting to human, but you can't do that in your business. And the market right. is asking for it more and more and more. The people that are going to win business in 2024 are the ones who make people feel seen and heard and that others can connect with. So just do yourself a solid and brush up on those soft skills and your emotional intelligence because it's time to get to peopling. Amen. Amen. Like I need to hug all the people. I need to shake all the hands. I need to do all the things um, because I think it really makes a big difference in our in our businesses. And I will say in 2023, I did a lot of in-person networking. And I'm going to tell you that the data does not lie. My business, uh, it, it, it was the best year I'd ever had. Um, and Melissa and I got out there and peopled a lot in 2023. And it exploded the business reboot opportunities. Even when we thought it was going to be, you know, maybe a down year for us, that last what, quarter three and quarter four were crazy. They were crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and going back to talking about peopling, you know, <laughs> I know people who have actually even used like a dating app and a person um, who swiped and connected with them or however you do it. I don't know, y'all. Like uh, the internet did not exist whenever I was dating. Um, but they connected with them. And what they wanted to do is actually hop on a FaceTime call instead of just texting or messaging back and forth. And my friend was so hella impressed. Uh, and there was actually an instant connection to to that person who wanted to have a face-to-face -face conversation because it simply is not happening as often as it should or could. So technology can be such a great way to connect us. But then after it connects us, y'all, we have to human. We have to human. Right, right. Absolutely. And it's just, but we've already said it. It's just super important. Okay. Point number three. This is something that Corey and I is the hill we will die on. Yes. We have said it. We have said it for the last <laughs> couple of years. We've said it so much in 2023. And I love that it is still here on this list. And that is that customer experience is everything. Ooh. Price and product is important, but the experience reigns supreme. So this is what we are declaring the year of custom. So that's, yes. you know, one, one of our favorite things ever to talk about because we love to love on people and that's the way to succeed is you have to treat people how you would want to be treated. Um, our friend Eduardo, who was on an episode with us in December, he talks so much when we're coaching him about how he sees the benefits of just treating people and offering them the experience that he as a consumer would want. And it really will just change everything because you, you have to understand that that is going to be the only thing that separates you from your competitor. Um, if your skills are matched skill for skill, the way to, that you make people feel is going to be the thing that is your differentiator. 
Absolutely. And it, here's the thing, too. If you want to provide a luxe experience, but the only thing that you show is DIY or like homemade versions of your experience, that ain't it, y'all. That is not it. The message will be disconnected and your experience will like lack the ability to charge a luxe price. So your pricing has to match your experience. If you're ready to up-level in 2024, you can up-level the prices because I know January, Melissa and I both know January is the time where everybody's like, I'm going to raise my prices. Well, that's great. But you also better be elevating that customer experience and that client journey in order to elevate those prices. So, you know, how you leave people feeling will say a lot about your business and the trends are showing us, especially in 2024. So here's something, here's some things that you can do or think about in elevating that client experience. Number one, do you return phone calls and emails in a timely manner? Or do you ghost people and just mm-hmm. leave people hanging? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Are you the same person online that you are in person? Because don't come at me being somebody different because I won't be able to handle it. And I will I will run. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, do people feel like they already know you when they show up mm-hmm. to work with you um, or buy from you? Do they feel like, ah, we're we're friends. I, I know I know you. You know me. And you're like, I, I don't know you, but I would love to know you. That's, That's because right. the client experience or customer experience that you are creating is impeccable. Right. Okay. This one should not be, uh, it should be a no-brainer, but it is 100% a brainer. Um, <laughs> that is, are you, are you delivering the goods? Like, are you actually giving them what you pay for? I have heard story, we have heard from yes. people story after story after story of people paying for something and then just never getting it, just never getting what they paid for, which is just atrocious to me. But But are you actually delivering the goods? Yes. If you're going to talk a big game, you better bring a a big prize. That was Melissa's phrase phrase right there. I'm going to tell you right there. Say it again. Listen carefully. If you're going to talk a big game, you better bring a big prize. Mm -hmm. You you better elevate. Elevate. That's right. Okay. Do you follow up? (laughs) Like, if people come to you and they give you a response that's not a no, and they say, hey, yeah, I'm going to think about it. Do you take the time to actually like let them sit on it for a second and then follow up um, after you've had a service with someone? Do you follow up then just to connect with them to see ways that you could have served them better, things they thought you could improve on, um, ways that you were spot on? Like, are you Are you actually doing things that will continue this journey after your transaction is done? I love that. And you know what? Here's a quick reminder. So, f- so we, we know the phrase, the fortune is in the follow-up. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is also not only in like following up to get the business or to get the client or to make the sale, it's also in that client experience piece. For instance, whenever I send a gallery, a lot of times a client will text me or email me and be like, oh my gosh, I got them. They're so great. I love them. But not always. We get busy. I, I work with mostly business owners. And so they're, they're busy. Um, But if I don't hear from them within a couple of days, I will always follow up and send another email saying, hey, just check it in. Make sure you got your gallery. Make sure you can see everything and everything looked A-OK. And you know what? Once in a while, it will end up landing in their spam account or something. And if I did not follow up and and make that touch point with them and check off the fact that, yes, they received them, they could go weeks and not realize that I sent their gallery. So Learn from that and make sure that you follow up in those ways. So another one is, do you have an efficient workflow and timeline? Let that follow-up be part of your workflow and your timeline. Make sure that you are efficient. Make sure you are taking care of people. Make sure that you are under-promising and over-delivering in all that you do. 
I love that. Okay, Corey is trying to make me say bad words with these show notes to start 2024. She did. She's unhinged today. No, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to phrase it as kindly and cleanly as I can, Corey. I'm just kidding. Um, But (laughs) do you do do the dang thing that you say you're going to do? Are you giving the thing that that you're promising them? And, And there's nothing, nothing worse than being disenchanted with an experience or a product or a service because... You thought you were getting one thing, and what you got was something else. Like there was a there was a website, and I'm sure it's still around. So please, your homework assignment tonight from the business reboot is to go Google CakeRex.com, and it was all people who have gone to bakeries to request cakes, and then it's like what we asked for and what we got, and it is the funniest thing you've ever seen. Where I'm like, that ain't supposed to look like that, and um, but but there's nothing more disenchanting than thinking you're getting one thing and getting another. I will be honest, and I'm going to say this, and Corey and I didn't discuss it beforehand, so I'm just going to ask forgiveness later. But we talked to so many people that we serve with coaching through the Business Reboot that tell us they had really crappy experiences with coaching. They had yeah. they had disenchanting experiences with retreats or workshops or masterminds or things because they went in thinking that they were going to be served one way, and then there were no touch points. There was very little interaction. It was a whole bunch of this untouchable leader stuff, and they didn't expect it, and they didn't hope for it, and they wanted more and thought they were getting it, and they spent a lot of money that they didn't get a result from. And so, um, you know, don't don't be that. Like right. actually give them the thing that that they're paying for. That's right. And Melissa and I have been on the receiving end of that kind of coaching or teaching or learning experience. And we can tell you it's it's not good. So make sure that when you are promoting those things that you are gonna do. Melissa said dang. And I, I, I really wish she had said the other word, but I'm not going to say it, even though y'all know. <laughs> hey, listen, transparency. Y'all know I love Jesus, but I do swear a little bit. I mean, that used to be in my Instagram bio until somebody told me to take that out. I was like, I really think that I should not <laughs> because I think it's funny. So anyway, I, anyway. Um, but yes, if you're going to sell something, you better darn well. I said darn. You better darn well make sure that you can deliver on the thing because I think that especially if you're in the education or coaching sphere or you are in business and you want to be in the education or coaching sphere, there are a lot of hesitancies because of the lackluster experience that other people have offered in this space. So it's almost like you're you're kind of fighting an uphill fight. So so keep that in mind. Make sure you're delivering. So in conclusion to today's chat about trends in 2024 for business, um, these business trends that we are seeing are just as important as they were before. After Melissa and I did our research and we were talking about this and we were like, you know what? These are basic foundational business ideas that are going to stand the test of time and are everlasting and that we have talked about for years and years. Because here's the thing, y'all, trends are going to come and go. And while it's important to see what's coming, it all goes back to being really good at the basics as well. I love that. It's so true. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us today. Our very first episode of 2024, which sounds so weird to say, but here we are. Um, And just to leave you with something that is exciting and on the horizon for us, because you know, we ask people all the time, like, tell us how your last year was. Tell us how things went. And we told you quarter three and four were out of control for us, which was fantastic. Like, thank you, Lord. Um, But we have something really exciting in 2024 that we want to bring to the table. Um, It's incredible. And it's going to be happening at the end of January. And we're just really, really excited to announce the Business Reboot Workshop Experience. Okay. So we've done retreats. We've done masterminds. You know that we have individual coaching. We still have room on our roster for that. So 
if you are ready to dive in and be coached, uh, have four eyes, two brains, two hearts looking at all of your stuff over and over again, we have room on our roster and we would love to invite you there. If you're not quite ready for coaching yet, we want to invite you into this workshop experience. It's going to be a series of quarterly workshops that are geared to help you reboot your business in 2024. The very first workshop takes place January 30th and I'm just telling you, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be called Dump the Purse, How to Audit Your Business for Growth. Uh, These online workshops are going to be live and we're going to have recordings that will be placed in our new Business Reboot Vault, Um, but you'll be able to reserve your seat for $97. This is the lowest ticket offer we have ever had and it's going to be so good and filled to the brim with people who are ready to just do the damn thing in January. Look at it. There it is. Okay. So all you have to do is go to our website at thebusinessreboot.com. Get more information there. You'll be able to sign up and grab your seat. It's going to be fantastic. Um, We cannot wait. So thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at businessreboot or visit our website at thebusinessreboot.com. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast.